Welcome back, Heming Brainiacs, to the podcast, talking about Lord Byron and Sir Aubrey de Vere. Lord Byron, eh? Lord Byron is considered the first modern celebrity, says Swim Says I'm a Fishy. He also wrote some darn good poetry. Some fun facts, the term Byron mania... Oh, one moment. I'm back. Sorry, had to pause for a second there. Um, Screaming Baby has been handed over. The term Byromania, Byron Mania was used to describe the fanatical fanfare around Byron. He was one of the first major celebrities to receive en masse fan mail, much of which was from anonymous female admirers. Lady Caroline Lamb, who had a scandalous affair with Byron, called him mad, bad and dangerous to know. In 1810, Byron swam the Hellespont Strait from Europe to Asia. He was inspired by the myth of Leander crossing to his lover, Hero, every night. This was the first ever recorded incident of a man swimming in open water as a recreational activity. (laughs) Okay, so he just invented swimming. The internet tells us that the characteristics of Aubrey de Vere's poetry our other poet, a high seriousness and a fine religious enthusiasm. The poem included in the book of verse certainly reflects this. Byron, an interesting character though, right? The first celebrity. Interesting. Um, I feel like Napoleon was around that time too and he was just famous. But I guess he wasn't a celebrity for as an entertainer like Byron was or as a personality. That was more because he was, you know, a leader. Interesting nonetheless. Okay, Byron and Byron and his little cohort, you know, um, Shelley and Mary Shelley, uh, I believe were all sort of in a little clique together. Charles Wolfe is our first poet tonight. Our actually, our only poet tonight. I'm just going to do one. Got to keep it quick tonight, unfortunately. So... Just doing the one. Um, I would do two, but the next one after that is a really long one. Percy B. Shelley. Uh, It's about 20 pages of Percy poetry. So, Charles Wolfe, here we go. Born 1791, died 1823, 32 years old. The poem's called The Burial of Sir John Moore After Karuna. Not a drum was heard, not a funeral note, as his course... To the rampart we hurried. Not a soldier discharged his farewell shot over the grave where our hero was buried. We buried him darkly at dead of night. The sods with our bayonets turning. By the struggling moonbeams misty light and the lantern dimly burning. No useless coffin enclosed his breast. Not in sheet or in shroud we wound him. But he lay like a warrior taking his rest with his martial cloak around him. Few and short were the prayers we said, and we spoke not a word of sorrow, but we steadfastly gazed on the face that was dead, and we bitterly thought of the morrow. We thought, as we hollowed his narrow bed and smoothed down his lonely pillow, that the foe and the stranger would tread over his head and we far away on the billow. Lightly they'll talk of his spirit that's gone, and over his cold ashes upbraid him, but little... He'll wreck if they let him sleep on, if the grave where a Briton has laid him. But half of our heavy task was done when the clock struck the the hour for retiring, 
We heard the distant and random gun that the foe was sullenly firing. Slowly and sadly we laid him down from the field, of his fame fresh and gory. We carved not a line and we raised not a stone, but we left him with his glory. Second poem's called To Mary. If I had thought thou couldst have died, I might not weep for thee, but I forgot when by thy side that thou couldst mortal be. It never through my mind had passed, the time would ever be over, and I on thee should look my last, and thou shouldst smile no more. And still upon thy face I look, and think twill smile again, and still the thought I will not brook that I must look in vain, but when I speak thou dost not say, what thou never leftest unsaid, and now I feel as well I may, sweet Mary, thou art dead, if thou wouldest even, even as thou art, if thou wouldest stay even as thou art, all cold and all serene, I still might press thy silent heart, and where thy smiles have been, while even that thy chill, bleak course I have, thou seemest still mine own, but there I lay thee in thy ga- grave, and I am now alone. I do not think, wherever thou art, Thou hast forgotten me, and I perhaps may soothe this heart I th- in thinking too of thee. Yet there was round thee such a dawn of light never seen before, as fancy never could have drawn, and never can restore. That's Charles Wolfe. Quick one tonight. Apologies for that. Um, thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.